0: This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. All right, bonus time with my man David Dennis Jr. Welcome. Now you you got some news for me, some stuff to talk about, but you also said you had something you ain't want to tell me. You gonna spring it on me. So I don't know when you're gonna spring it on me, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: That was that sounded way more dramatic <sighs> than I meant it to be. But yeah, no, I feel you. No, I I'm gonna start with uh probably something that sounds like a bad idea for a podcast, which is something that neither of okay. us care about uh which is, but i want to talk but i want not talk about something neither but i love about, it which is lizzo and the
0: flute. oh yeah my my daughter my 11 year old went to that concert um in dc and the flute is she played a really old flute that belonged to a founding father right who was it whose flute was it
1: uh james Madison's flute oh, okay but like told me that like Questlove played George Washington's drums, <laughs> or like Alicia Keys played Ulysses S. S Grant's guitar, uh, piano. I'd have be been like, cool, yeah. whatever. Like, I would not, I don't, I don't care at all. But, um, white folks are mad.
0: <laughs> I can't, I don't believe that. So I, I, I believe that the, I believe that the um, the mermaid thing and this thing is all a Russian bot farm hoax. It's no way that there are enough people to actually care about what color the mermaid is or what race the mermaid is or that care that Lizzo spit in an old flute.
1: I just want to I just want to know. I just want to make sure the flute was clean. That was all I cared about. I was like, how thoroughly did they clean the flute? That was like my number one concern. But like people are like Matt Walsh, some guy who I don't know. He I don't know. He's white. But he was like, uh, you know, this is like appeasing the woke left. And I was like, I'm not appeased. I don't give a shit <laughs> about the Lizzo and the flute. Like zero black I, people care. And everybody's upset about it. It is hilarious. Yeah,
0: I, I'm with you on the clean part. I do, do not want like the bubonic plague. I don't know what was, what was popping back then scurvy. I don't know what was killing people. I don't, know. I, I don't want Lizzo to bring that back all oh, because she wanted to play an old flute. And I also believe that no one cares about this. I think that the people who say that they care about this are people that are like, like outrage trolls who are looking to get us upset or get some other group riled up because it'll get them attention. Cause I, all right. We care about a lot of stupid things, As people, I was going to say in this country, but generally in the world, there are a lot of stupid things that get our attention that are very stupid. Like, I mean, we work at ESPN. Sports in general are not like super consequential. But boy, do we care. But I refuse to believe that something that we didn't even know existed a week ago. Now people are actually up in arms about it. I think they are trying to create something just to have something to talk about. And we don't have to talk about it anymore because. It. The only flute I care about is the one that's keeping Andre three thousand from giving us new bars, because he be walking around fluting in the streets and not
1: making new albums, which is disappointing to me. Yeah, give Lizzo that flute so Andre three thousand <laughs> make could make some music. Like, I only I would only care if Andre three thousand played the Green Power Rangers flute. Like, <laughs> if she did that, I would be outraged if she desecrated Tommy's flute. But you know, I don't care. Whatever. It's it's just hilarious to me that. If they, if like one of these folks came up to me and was like, "Ah, I don't want Lizzo to play the flute, I'd be like, okay, like, fine, it's okay, I don't, I don't care. I didn't even know that it happened until she, I don't even think Lizzo cared about the flute, I don't think so either.
0: But it got her some, some, uh, some pub, which I guess is a good thing. You got anything else, or is it time for my surprise? My surprise is not that exciting,
1: okay? Yeah, you could do your surprise. My
0: surprise is I started reading your book and. It, do we plan on finishing it, is it- oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely planning on finishing it when we have some time i read the first okay. two chapters and it made me think about trade-offs honestly it's something that is always in the back of my mind because i think generally we um we like to have absolutes like we like to say this is the mm-hmm. right decision this is the wrong decision it's the right thing to do wrong thing to do these are the good guys these are the bad guys and uh it's hard for me, but I like try to remind myself always that when we make decisions, we're making trade-offs and like, particularly as Mm -hmm. like a breadwinner in my family, it's like, it it reminded me and on a much less consequential scale, it reminded me of the decisions that it seemed like your father had to make. Your father was very much involved in the civil rights movement. uh, And at least in the early chapters in the book, you kind of delve into how there was a cost to that like while you're very proud mm-hmm. and impressed with him he was not there in the way that some fathers should have been and i think about that often with me it's like i have ambition like not ambition to change the world and make it a more equitable place ambition to just win and dominate and do better and better at stuff so i'm not nearly as benevolent as your dad but like that trade-off is a. Uh, tough one to make and it's probably at least for me in reading the book like it's much more easy or it's much easier to justify it for him because he's fighting for a cause it's harder for me to justify it because like the it's it's forced me to confront the reasons why i want to be successful because like i was fortunate enough to have a career that like a first career that was financially lucrative enough that i can't even be like i gotta do this so that we can stay in this house, you know, and it's like, I gotta right. do this so that black people can have the right to vote. <laughs> no, nah, I gotta do this because my ego will not allow me to sit around and not be great at something.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. It's, it is a, there is a definite cost to these things. And, um, you know, I, I will disagree though. I do think that you are using your voice to make the world more equitable. Through sports, though, so I don't want you to shortchange. I mean, you're doing like uh, union stuff, you Whatever. All. Like, come on, now, you got to give me cool.
0: a Cool, but break. anyway, you. Uh, I know you. I know you. I know. Yeah, you it's, just, it's weird. I know it's you. It's weird. Things. Let's not do it. OK, I, I appreciate it. And I'm going to have them edit all out. Christina, take out any compliments or any justifications, edit them all out. All right. So what's next? We're not going to sit here and talk about me anymore. If there's something about the book that you want to talk about, I'm with that or if there's some other topic
1: you want to hit. Well, what? I just I do want to just I would do want to tell people that the name of the book is a movement made us. And it's wherever books are sold and you can go get it. Steph Curry's October uh, literary Literati book club selection. So you can do let's do it through that.
0: Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash df today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash df. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Uh, But yeah, so I do want to talk about something actually slightly related to that, which is... um, so 2020, right, was obviously a really tough year for a lot of folks, right? Uh, and, and especially Black folks with the George Floyd of it all. And at that time, I went back and, like, I went to Brunswick, Georgia. I did a story in Ahmaud Arbery. I talked to some folks to his family. And I spent a lot of that summer writing about really traumatic stuff, right? And it was really difficult. And I did not take care of myself while I was doing that. And I was thinking about that a lot this week. While I was watching you guys on TV, football players um, who were uh, watching Tua and like these real life coming to grasp with your own sort of like mortality and watching your friends and knowing about this stuff. And uh, even before Tua thing happened, you went into detail on Debatable about like a lot of friends and things that you saw. And so I think as black men, we don't do this enough. I want to do a mental health check. I want to see how you were doing um, and give you some sort of space to talk about that, that how this week has been for you. That that's
0: the surprise is that you you want me to yeah. you want me to crack open and tell you about what's going on inside of me. So I mean, to be honest with you, these are things I just
1: want to do. A, I just want to do a check. I just want to check and, and yeah, I'm about- I'm
0: good. I, I had uh last week I did a conversation with uh, about the two of stuff with my wife and one with Duquel Jackson. And Duquel was talking about he's a former player to um linebacker, and he was talking about how he goes to therapy regularly. And I was like, yeah, I probably need to. I've never done it. I think I've gone once or twice but like it didn't I don't know I didn't I didn't catch on it's not something that I do regularly it's probably something I should start doing I feel fine generally you know but the normal like ebbs and flows of like how people are feeling I feel like I'm within a normal band but I do uh, as I mentioned to my wife last week I do sometimes feel like um while I'm still within what I believe to be the normal band, like it's, I, my emotions go further out of, outside of my traditional thing. Like I mm. get angrier quicker and like sadder quicker or like deeper sadness than I felt before, which is a, a weird thing that might just have something to do with like aging. Cause like, I know mm. that, you know, like my, my mom is like, she's quick to tears for joy or sadness now. And I think as a result of like, Having lived a lot and seen different things. And I think that's a normal like trajectory, but most of all, like overall, I feel like the, the, the key for me at least is having objectives, like having (laughs) something to look forward to and something to work towards. And if I have those two things, like the the toughest times I felt is when I had nothing, you know, like I didn't have anything to work towards and nothing to look forward to. And it's not even that stuff was going bad in my life. It was just like, I need to be like, man, I can't wait to the end of this month because I'm gonna do this. Or I also need to be like, man, I gotta I gotta stay up late and knock this out. And as counterintuitive as it is, like uh those are the things that work for me. And it's different things that work for other people. And maybe it's putting band-aids on it or whatever, which is probably the reason why I need to speak to a therapist. But like all the stuff that we all the stuff that I think players were being confronted with and fans were being confronted with and the tua stuff last week, it's not stuff that's like new to me. I, 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 um, while it's not always front of mind, it's always something that's in my mind. So I didn't feel the big shock, which is why I mm-hmm. reacted a little different than most people where I, or a lot of people, I wasn't much for the, like the NFL is awful and evil and we need to clean it up. And this is terrible. How could they do this to tua? Like, while all that may be true, that wasn't my reaction. My reaction was like, "Yeah, we we we've been nuked this, <laughs> you know." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and it's like the it kind of in a way the tua stuff is like evidence that things that the processes that they've installed have worked by and large because the processes and by worked I mean they've limited those. Like we used to see that type of stuff a lot, (laughs) you know? Right. We don't see it that much anymore because it's worked. But what they have not done is made the game any safer because like it can't be made safe. And every Sunday that guys go out there, they get a little bit closer to CTE. Whether they walk off the field Mm -hmm. under their own power or they win or lose or whatever, they're taking hits to the head. Even if they aren't getting knocked out or concussed, they're taking hits to the head, which the evidence suggests that the more you do that, the more damage you do to the brain and the more likely it is that
1: you're gonna have some sort of CTE and maybe the complications that go along with it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I think, you know, there was a lot of discussion about like black trauma, right? And, you know, watching, you know, 2020, watching all these videos of this stuff. And like I would definitely categorize what we saw on Monday or It was a Thursday, two, yeah. With a Thursday. With two, yeah, Thursday with two falls definitely under that category. You know, of that same type of video that we're just like inundated with. That's like really painful to watch. Like this, like, and they kept showing this replay, which is like something we see all the time too. Of like this dehumanized sort of black man on the ground, like he could have died. <laughs> you know, like this was a thing. And like, how do we, um as black folks and in black men, you know, especially because like you, you, we sort of are conditioned to in this job to just like be ready to have a tape and be ready to write something and be ready to have something to say about it. But one thing I learned is 2020. I was I burnt myself out. I was not healthy, not taking care of myself. I felt like I had to talk about this stuff at all times. And I was sort of hit this crack, crack point in my my life where I just was not well, you know, and I just, you know, wanted to check in. because I want to be cognizant of that. Like that stuff is damaging to us to watch uh this dude go through this you know publicly on camera then have to sort of chart it out without thinking about ourselves in the process
0: yeah yeah i think that it's a a interesting parallel you made there and like obviously two is not black but i don't think that's the point is the point is that those that trauma is something i think the parallel is there because it's like we get up in arms as a society when we see like police violence videos against black men right and we all demand that things change and we want solutions. And I don't know if that's what we really want as much as we want to be made to feel better, you know, and right. right. And feeling better is normally not attacking the actual root because attack the root of some of these issues will require us to break down the structures in society that we've become very accustomed to and comfortable with. And the same is probably true in football where it's like, we don't actually want to fix, you know, we don't actually want to change it because then that would really, really change football, which is not something that we really want. We want to be able to point at somebody, be it the police or whoever, and say, you are the bad guy and not accept our complicity as a society and like perpetuating the this, the um structures that allow this stuff to, Keep happening in football and outside. Wow, this has gotten deeper than I expected.
1: Yeah, that's why I was surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David.
1: That's why. That's why I spring these things on. Me. But you know, I will now that I know that you're thinking about therapy. I'm going to be bugging you about doing that. Damn
0: it! I shouldn't have told you because I was just going to let it fade know, away a, and not actually do anything about it.
1: Oh no, no, that's a wrap. No, that that's 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 over. I've been seeing a the therapist. I see my my therapist. She's dope. She helped me with the book. I mean, the book was, as you saw, yeah. was very like tough thing to write and tough thing to sort of come to grips with and I saw like some folks some movement folks this weekend it was very like emotional for me and like I was, you know me and my therapist gonna work through it and uh, you know so I will push push for that sort of stuff It's like we got to have somebody to talk to all
0: right brother I appreciate it I'll see you next week
1: yeah let's play let's uh, get some Lizzo flute to play us out to uh, boost the mood a little bit
0: <laughs> I got you here you go
1: that's all we got this is the Dominique Foxworth show